I'm Madam Butterfly. And I am Bella Ruby. And welcome to the inaugural 2019 episode of But Here's, but my, here's my Thing. Day. Yes, we are in here finally. And we are excited. It's been a long time coming. It has. Happy New sure. Year, by the way. <laughs> are we still allowed to say that? When is, when is the cutoff? Well, my teenager told me the first time you see people within the new year, you can see, you can say Happy New Year. So that's what I had always done. I told my neighbor Happy New Year the other day, and I was like, wait, it's like the second week. He's like, it's okay, Mom, as long as you haven't seen that person within the year. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I feel like any time in January, you should right. say, now after January 31st, let's just say, hey, right. long time no see. Time to let it go. Until January. So. Well, we all want to welcome you all. I'm saying we all, like it's a lot of us. It's just two of us. <laughs> but we would like to welcome you. Um, I know some of you all have probably listened to our intro. Some of you haven't. But um, our podcast is just about life in general, pretty much. We're just taking um, present experiences, past experiences, and just talking about them. How do I affect our everyday life? Work, marriage, children, raising children. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to share and talk and vent and laugh and cry and just have a good time. I hope we have a good time. We always have a good time. We just hope y'all have a good time too. We always have a good time talking. Well, I do. Yep, I do too. I do too. It's free therapy. So if you need free therapy, listen to... No, I'm kidding. I mean, really, it is free therapy. Yeah, it is. So today, we're just going to kind of introduce you all to our segments a little bit. And we're going to come up with some sound bites for those two eventually. But we're just going to introduce our segments to you all and let you all know a little bit about... um, our podcast in general and about ourselves so our first segment each time we post will be our fellowship segment and it's just to kind of be our fellowship to go over what's been going on in life how's everybody doing it's just to kind of review our week or past two weeks so what's going on with you sis what you got going on um well so, for those, well, nobody knows. I was going to say for those of you who don't know, but I guess nobody really knows because this is new. So, I am, I hope I'm in now, but I, I'm team typing fast. Um, <laughs> shout out to Auntie Kia and Cousin Ajay. Um, so, I just found out this morning that my perspective has finally been approved for me to start on my proposal for my dissertation. Um, I'm so excited. This, y'all, it has been two years that I haven't worked on this document. So I'm just super elated. I haven't even told my husband yet, but I'm just super excited that it feels real because I had already claimed and named that 2019 is it. Because like financially, I just can't afford to go beyond that anyway. <laughs> I get it. But this is it for me. So I'm just looking forward to greatness with my perspectives. Um, not my perspectives, my proposal and to finish this dissertation to finish this PhD and just see what life has in store for my career. I'm super excited. So that's what I got going on. How about you, sis? That's good. I'm so proud of you and I admire you. The Lord hadn't touched me um, regarding that part of my life yet, but uh, maybe one day. He did to try to give us. But you know what? Can mm-hmm. I Let me just say, mm-hmm. I, as a woman who is currently in a PhD program who has, I guess, a lot of credentials and mm-hmm. degrees, I'm just so not feeling that for my kids. You know what I mean? I can like get it. I tell my older child all the time, like, if you can find a trade, find a trade. Mm-hmm. Don't. I feel like if you're not trying to be a doctor 
or something that you need a specialized degree right. or education for, get a trade. Right. You can always fall back on it. You can trade. always fall back on it. Yeah. This is true. And you know, with that dual enrollment, my teenagers in dual enrollment, that's kind of easy to do. They can get their dual enrollment and maybe have a trade or do mm -hmm. something. And if they want to further their education, they can work while they're doing it. Like mm -hmm. you said, I always fall back on that. Yeah. So that's good too. Use it for a lifetime. Yep. So, but sis, tell everybody about your book. Like I, oh my goodness, yeah, my sister's so <laughs> modest. She's so she's never gonna tell you how awesome she is. So oh, let gosh. me blow her horn. Beep beep. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yes, I need to do better. So probably shoot, I need remember the year. 2013, I guess. I published a book called The Tooth Tickler. Um, it's about a little girl going to have her teeth cleaned for the first time. Um, and so. I was walking through Walmart one day some years ago and picked up a book about a child going to the dentist for the first time. And I told my husband, I said, these books always talk about the dentist, but they never mention a hygienist. And he was like, why don't you write one? I said, mm -hmm. I think I will. Absolutely. So anyway, she just put me on the spot. I didn't know she was going to do that. But anyway, so yes, that's my book. I have to give y'all some more information and put a little something in our description box about it. Down there yeah. We purchase it too. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll yeah, do that. Sure. Appreciate it, sis. I wasn't expecting that. Oh, well, we gonna, I'm just going to blast you out again, too, because my sis just got her article approved, too. So tell them about your article. Yeah, so um, my coworker and I decided to just listen to our students talk about different things. We started to wonder about how many students in higher education are taking medicine to enhance their cognitive skills when they're not wow. prescribed this medication. Mm, okay. So anyway... <laughs> After one, two, three rejections, I have to tell y'all, I'm a person that feeds off rejection. So a lot of people um, get down about rejections and get, I'm a person that gets like fed off rejections. And I, let me, wait, let me backtrack. In my age, as I've gotten wiser, I feed off rejection. Back in the day, I used to not be that way. But then I always realized that a no pushes me harder. And a no is because God most likely has something bigger. So we submitted it to three journals, and it was no, no, no. And our fourth journal, it was accepted after a lot of edits. I'm telling you, shout out to um, Kia and Jay on Getting Grown. I wrote Kia, and I was like, look, I feel your pain. She was talking about one day about them sending those edits back. You just feel like, no, I worked so hard. This is your so baby. Hard. This is your work. Yes. This is my yeah. But then when you realize they're giving you these edits to improve it and to make mm -hmm. it better, so... Um, my colleague and I, we sat down and did those edits, and we submitted it, and they told us it would probably be published um, in April or May. So it's called the, um, pretty much it's about non-prescription stimulant use in dental and dental hygiene school, and the best practices to monitor that. So we're excited about that. We hopefully may bring about some changes. It may not, but I was just oblivious to the fact that these students did this just mm -hmm. totally oblivious mm -hmm. so it was interesting it was interesting very interesting yes. so um i guess a little bit of background here because everybody's probably like, what so uh oh so um we both actually work in the dental field in different capacities which is kind of how we met um gosh how many years ago now i guess was i in hygiene school i think so you okay were, yeah, you had to still be in. You were still in. So it's been... Like, that was between 2005 and 2007. Yeah, that's been a minute. So, mm -hmm. um, God, really? It's been over 10 years. Yeah. 
Wow. I graduated two thousand seven. So that's actually kind of how we met because um, she was in hygiene school. And fun fact, or not fun, just depending on how you look at your life. Um, <laughs> I also applied for the year that you were in, but oh, I didn't wow. get in. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's a whole other top show. But um, <laughs> I applied and I didn't get in, but you did, and mm-hmm. a mutual friend of ours did. Yeah. And that's how we met. And um, so we both work with students. She's actually faculty. Bella Ruby is faculty, and she's awesome. And they will not hire me in their department. I have been trying. <laughs> I have been trying. We love not. you, though. We love too, you. Y'all won't hire me. <laughs> but, um, so I work, and we work in the same building, but in two different departments. So it's very interesting, um, the perspectives of the dental education and the dental um, programs that we have because you have a totally different view than what I have but mm-hmm. some kind of way we overlap sometimes so yeah we sure do that's cool and so just sharing our podcast and you know one day I was like sis you listen to podcasts and she was like no so I told her about a few that I listened to and mm-hmm. then just conversations that we've had and tears that we've shared we're like man we can we can do this mm-hmm. and y'all it's we thought I mean it's hard but it's not hard it's as easy as downloading the app and lying in the bed and talking on your yeah. phone <laughs> Surely, yeah. literally, mm, yeah. pretty, much. pretty much. So, if you have an idea, we say go for it. It's all about support and uplift, which is going to be another topic one day. Yes, 2019 yeah. is all about go for it. Yeah, just go for it. Sure is, sure is. I was telling my husband that last night, like. We, there is a skill that we have that we can use to mm-hmm. make our lives better, be it monetarily, be it spiritually, be it, you know, whatever. Some people just need uplifting right. you know, motivation and some people need monetary motivation, you know, but there is something that each of us has that somebody needs, whether it's a word, whether it's advice, whether it's guidance. We all have something we can offer. So this should be the mm-hmm. year about really finding what that is, tuning into that, and just making that work for you in 2019. So So true, so true. So anyway, that was our fellowship segment. That's Mm -hmm. like I said, we just kind of be doing a quick introduction to see what's going on in each other's worlds for each posting. Our main segment for each of our postings will be our But Here's My Thing segment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm laughing because for so many months and weeks we talked about a name for our podcast and we had gone with some different things and we found like you know what a lot of times when we're talking we're always but but here's my thing uh-huh. no but here's my uh-huh. thing so we just kind of like you know what that's that's, that's what we'll call it that's what it's gonna be so yeah. we're not gonna talk too heavily about it but y'all may be sick of hearing of it and you may not be sick of hearing of it we hate for this to be our first inaugural episode but we kind of just wanted to touch on the surviving R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily about the the um, production that was made, that Lifetime made, but more so about the aftermath of it and the things yes. that we've learned and the things that we want to change that we think all of us should change. Right. I guess maybe just looking at it from the approach of what happened after. Um so I found out about it through a coworker who was like, "You gotta watch this," and I was like, "What the heck?" So I re- I I heard it, but I didn't hear it. And so when I was watching it, I was like, "Wait a minute, what is this about?" And that was my first thing. And luckily, my whole family um, watched it, which I thought was just kind of interesting because it gave us an opportunity to have some really good conversations. And both Bella Ruby and I have um, sons. Um, we have older teenage son. 
and we both have a smaller child so um it's interesting because it it affords me an opportunity to talk to my older mm -hmm. son about appropriate behaviors appropriate interactions and appropriate conversations that he may have with girls as he gets older and starts dating or you know whatever and so first of all I just want to say I'm just kind of hurt by even after all these things have been discovered and I can remember being younger mm -hmm. hearing about the Aaliyah thing and hearing about the little things he did. I remember seeing the video, but we never stopped listening to the music. Mm -hmm. We never really maybe understood the gravity of the situation. And so we never reacted. And black people as a whole, we just forgave mm -hmm. and forgot. Mm -hmm. um, and so now it just is so hurtful to hear everybody really going after the females. Mm -hmm. You know, trying to justify what this grown-ass man did to yep. these babies. These are babies. These are our kids, yes. you know? And... That's the kind of thing that hurt me, just to hear so many people bashing the women. Right. I agree. I agree. I, just like you said, I can remember being in high school and everything happened with Aaliyah. But if you, when you put it into perspective, we were the same age as she was. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, what? Okay, yeah, whatever. Age ain't nothing but it. You just keep singing, but mm -hmm. you really didn't think of it. I can remember being in college when the videos came out um, with him and the young lady in the bed and hearing about him hanging outside of schools, high schools, and so on and so forth. And yet and still, I can remember in college when that Fiesta song came out. Oh, my gosh, that was mm -hmm. my jam. We would be up in the club Girl, dancing to Fiesta. I yes. love the ignition. And it just... That's my ringtone. <laughs> I was so... Oh, we were shot out. No, but, I, but you don't... You thought about it, but like you said, you just forgave. It was kind of in one ear and out. We talked about it. I remember looking at the videos and being like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. But then we just forgot. In the, mm -hmm. It wasn't until about a few months ago I was in my car and his song came on the radio and I was bobbing my head and I said, what am I doing? And I turned the station. And then the week before um, Lifetime aired, their special... I was in New York, and my sister, we were all in the car, and the radio, one of his songs came on the radio, and I asked my sister-in-law, I was like, my sister-in-love, <laughs> my sister-in-love, I said, can you change that station? And so we kind of got in a conversation about it, and we started talking about it, and lo and behold, I had no idea about a Lifetime special. I was scrolling down Instagram, and I saw it, and I tagged her on it, and I was like, look at this, we were just talking about mm. this last week, and about how we've kind of forgotten things, and... I didn't watch the special, but I've heard highlights of it and heard people talking about it. And um, I'm just like you, sis. The way people are talking about these girls and how they went willingly, which I get, I understand they went willingly, but they were children. Who was the adult in the situation? Where was the adult in the room? Who, he, well, he was the adult in the situation. And I just... Um, that's the part that's just unforgivable to me. Yeah. And I... I'm glad you said that because that touches on something else, um, enabling people. Mm -hmm. um, there were so many people who knew about what he mm -hmm. was doing all along and nobody said anything. I don't know if it's because they wanted to protect their jobs. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was because they just liked being in his limelight. I don't know what it was, but there were grown-ups that knew all along what was mm -hmm. happening and no one did anything from the people who saw him hanging outside the high schools after he graduated, mm -hmm. from the people who would go with him to the mall to recruit these girls. No one said anything. Even to the man who said he um, helped 
Malia forged the damn marriage the documents, you know, for them to be married. Like, no one said anything. And so, it, it's no wonder that women just don't want to tell the story. Right. And so now we have all these issues with, you know, 30 years later, these women are coming forward. Well, duh, because when I was 16, you didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I tried to tell you, Uncle so-and-so touched me. You didn't care. Mm-hmm. Well, I was at this job. I was a single parent. This was my only source of income. Mm-hmm. My boss did this, but I can't not work. Or be blacklisted or be, mm-hmm. you know, who wants to have that scarlet letter on them? So, um, I kind of get I yeah. kind of I get why the women just wait and don't, and don't tell wait. their story, and I think before she kind of flipped the script on us, Drea Kelly <laughs> kind of touched on something good too, which is this thing happened to me and it's bad, but I got to make sure my kids are gonna be okay too. Right. So it's you know yeah I can just be the one to say I'm gonna tell the story, but now my kids still have to go to school, my right. kids still have to function in their societies and in their worlds where people don't understand. And kids are mean. Yes, they are mean. So, you have to consider those things, mm-hmm. you know? I was thinking about something the other day. I don't know what made me think about this, but we, um, a, a lot of you will probably know who we are, even though we use our aliases and <laughs> when we talk about experiences, we try to keep it as um, unidentifiable as possible. But years and years ago, when I was in elementary school, I had a very um, close friend. Something happened with a teacher and a friend. And um, it was well known and she told, but I remember, and I remember this as a child. I remember this as a child. One of the pair of pros saying, when they were talking to another co-worker, um, blaming, the, blaming my friend for it. Wow. A child. An elementary slash middle school child, um, and I, I can remember being a child hearing that, and I'm thinking, what? Her parents would never send her to school in something that's inappropriate. First of all, the school has rules, number one. Right. So, it wasn't inappropriate because she wasn't sent home. It wasn't inappropriate. Second of all, does that give you the right to do what you did? Right. Just because. I may look a certain way, address a certain way, which that was not the case. But even if it was the case, why would you? And this was a female, supposed to be on the female side. And, y'all, I'm 38 years old, and every time I see that particular woman, I still remember that. And I was in elementary and middle school. Just, I remember that. Not just protecting from the female side, but how about you're the adult. And I'm uh, the child, adult, so right. my protection in that? And I think you hit the nail on the head. No, I have never known any victim of any crime to say hey come get me next right to me you know and when did we get so far gone that we decide that anybody who's wronged in this sexual way deserved it Mm -hmm. somebody used this analogy a while ago and i thought it was so perfect so if wells fargo decides we're not gonna lock our doors we're gonna leave the ball open we're Mm -hmm. not gonna lock our doors everybody just go home at five Mm o'clock does that mean you walk in there and take and help yourself to what's in there right absolutely not and it's the same thing you know that's just like saying if i'm at the beach and i'm in a bikini then i'm asking to be assaulted Mm -hmm. or is that okay because that's a context where it's acceptable Mm -hmm. but if i'm just happen to be walking down the street you know, with a certain outfit on or a certain look, then I deserve it. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell? That that's abs- that's just totally absurd. And I just don't know where we got so lost. And I feel like it's 
maybe my ignorance, but I feel like it's worse in the black community because for so long we just hid things. Uh-huh. But I think at first it was survival because when Master would come in and take whoever he wanted, yep. the husband was right there. And I think we just saw it but couldn't react, so we just became silent. Mm-hmm. And that was how we survived because we just said, we just act like this thing didn't happen. Mm-hmm. We don't discuss it. We don't talk about it. But somewhere along the way, we just let that become the norm. And I can just think of things that have happened in my family where I remember the elder women in the family just saying, well, we're not going to talk about it. We don't tell anybody. And it's like, that's the problem. Right. We can't, t- if we're mentally ill, black people can't say nothing. If we're sexually assaulted, hell, some of us walk around here with babies mm-hmm. from the people who assaulted yes. us. And we can't say nothing. And I got to look at this child every day. Knowing yep. this thing happened to me, but I can never tell what happened. Yep. And I'm going to take it a step further, sis, because me and my mom and my dad were actually having a conversation on the phone last week because we were talking about the surviving thing. And my mom was talking about the days where unmarried girls would get pregnant and have to beg pardon at the church mm-hmm. to ask the church to forgive them for getting pregnant. And my mom was like, but where were the men? They didn't get pregnant on their mm. own. The men didn't have to do that, but for women, mm-hmm. it was seen like, well, you have to ask for forgiveness from the church. From the church. Right. That We have just, what the hell? Yep. You know, what the hell? No wonder we're in a society where men make more than mm-hmm. we do, and they have to work as you know not as hard as we do, and we have to do so much more just to have not even equal to what they have, because somewhere along the way, it just became the norm for us to just be ignored no one, yeah. just be you know I, and that I can't even remember getting pregnant with my older son and he was born in the 2000s and you know my mama bless her heart but she was just like oh you can't be in the choir at church you can't do this you can't mm-hmm. do that and I was like what yeah. but that was the, the that way was the people line, yeah. still thought about it you mm-hmm. know well you know his daddy didn't have to do all those things and yeah. so I mean I think it's just a problem we've we brought on ourselves. I just don't know where the fix is. I don't know even, you know, how you would begin to fix it. I think it all comes with self-love and self-esteem. And the reason I say that, because I look at myself and or you or those who've had children, both of us, which even though I was senior year in college, um, you know, I felt comfortable. I felt comfortable to come home and tell my parents. I was told I would always come home no matter what happened. But when you look at people in general, when you think about babies, everybody loves babies. I'm not saying that babies don't change your life and that they don't change your projector in which direction you need to go and you need to have a plan B because they do change everything. It's a huge, huge, huge responsibility. <clears throat> But all in all, when it comes down to babies or um, sexual um, assault or rape and everything, it's all about how others are going to see me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, even people whose parents have money, whenever you come home and you're pregnant, it's, oh my God, what are people going to think? Mm-hmm. The baby itself is not the problem. It's all about what people are going to think. If you really think about it, a baby ain't going to starve because, I mean, you hate to say it, you hate to put it, but you can get food. It's ways to feed a child. Right. It's ways to feed a baby. It's ways to clothe the baby. You, so I think 
when, when it comes to sexual assault and sexual harassment, in order for us not to tell, keep it a secret, don't tell anybody. It's all about what people are going to think mm -hmm. of me. And it's so sad. What people are going to say, what are gonna, what is, what, what are going to be the results of this? So I think once we learn to accept our flaws, accept our mistakes, or accept our things that have happened to us that were not any fault of ours, sexual harassment, rape, sexual assault, it's hard not to worry about what others are going to think because we have to live with others every single day. Kind of going back to what you said, Mrs. Kelly said about her children. But I think just that self-love and self-respect and self-esteem and not others making you feel like it's your fault, mm -hmm. which again mm -hmm. comes with that self-love. Mm -hmm. When society stops blaming people and making people feel like the self-blame for the assault or for the rape or whatever it may be, then that's what it is because I think a lot of people I've never had to experience that but from what I hear a lot of people go through that oh my gosh what did I do oh I shouldn't have been here oh I shouldn't have been at this place at this amount this certain time uh, and I'm not saying live your life frivolously and don't pay attention to things like that but just because you're at that place at a certain time does not give somebody the right to right. assault you but I think but here's my thing I think that the other side to that coin is in self-love when did we stop feeling responsible for each other because i think mm -hmm. if we all just took responsibility for our sisters and our daughters and mm -hmm. our mothers and each other then when someone came to you and said this thing happened we would feel like okay i have to protect this to person, protect right not fight this person and you know and i i jokingly said you know um the whole situation reminds me of a Cat Williams skit because Cat Williams was talking about, you know, get you some white friends because your black friends, you know, something pops off, they're going to interrogate you more than the police. And mm -hmm. he is so right. You know, he said it jokingly, but there's truth in that. And he's so right because I can remember some things, you know, telling my mom that have happened to me and I get the, the interrogation. Mm -hmm. Well, where were you? Well, why did this? Well, what did you do? Well, da, da, da. And you're like, hey, at the end of the day, I was wrong. This happened. And instead of someone picking up on the, okay, my child was wounded, my child has been hurt, this woman has been mm -hmm. abused in some way, it's always, well, what did you do? You asked for it. How did, right. you know, what was your part in you being hurt? Mm -hmm. And I just, I think once we get back to community and to, mm -hmm. you know, just feeling responsible for each other like we used to in the old day, you know, like I can remember being younger and, Bar my parents bartered with people, you know, like my grandma, I can remember we ain't always had it good. Mm -hmm. And I can remember, you know, going to my grandma's house and going shopping in air quotes, you know, in their deep freezer for food. And, but they made sure we eat and we make sure you have this. Okay. If I can make clothes, your child ain't gonna be naked, but you got a garden. So my child won't be hungry. We helped each other because it took a village and right. our village is just I don't even have a word strong enough for it, but it's just broken and it's just scattered and we just got to get back to self. Right. And, um, well, not even self, community. Mm -hmm. Self maybe self-love leading to community love. Right. Um, but we're, we're lost. I think the self-love leads to community. And that may not make sense what I'm saying, no, but the reason I'm saying sense. that is because I think community has gone away because 
you're so people are so nervous about someone having more than them or doing better than them. So community has gone out the window because you feel as though you can't help and support because then that takes away from you. But when you have that self-love and you are in tune to what matters to you the most, your peace of mind, your joy, your mm -hmm. faith or whatever, then it doesn't bother you to give to others or to right. help others and support others and to do the community to others. And going back to what you were saying about protecting, um, I think that our parents or whoever siblings or aunties, uncles, grandmas, or these people that were saying, kind of trying to blame you for it because if they accepted, if they were to report what was done to you, then again, it would be looking at mm -hmm. that person in a you certain way. You about me behind my back. Right. Well, where were you? You was the mom. Right. You, you know, but right. So they try to put yeah. it on you to make it seem like it was your fault so that they won't have to do anything about it. Oh, well, that was your fault. So since it was your fault, I don't need to report it because if you weren't there, it wouldn't mm -hmm. happen in the first place. Mm -hmm. Because, uh-oh, if I do report it, then this is going to be my backlash. So I'm going to turn around and put it on you but so that I don't have to. But again, Which is not right. This oh, wrong door. <laughs> But here's my thing with that. Um, typically, the people who victimize the victim are victims themselves. True. And that's the part that gets me. It's like, so so-and-so did this thing to you. It devastated you. Nobody believed you. But then when somebody else comes to you, you don't believe them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, when your own mother doesn't protect you or your own sister or your own brother and you know, whatever the case is, that does something to you because if the people who are you're taught to that are supposed to protect you don't protect you who do you trust mm -hmm. and i so we again use this conversation or you know from the conversation from the um watching this as a teachable moment and i my husband has a daughter from a previous relationship and but she doesn't live with us and so i told him you know this is why it's so important when she comes in you date her you show her healthy love. We model healthy relationship. We show her what a healthy marriage looks like, what respect looks like, what compromise, you know, just what mm -hmm. all those things of being in a healthy relationship looks like. Because if you don't, whatever she sees is whatever it's going to be. Right. And when somebody comes in her ear talking at yin yang, you know, with this half ass respect or half ass mm -hmm. treating you right, this looks like 100%. That whole 80 20 thing, you know, it looks like it's just the bomb because she doesn't know anything different right. and I think the problem with that is you know black men aren't really taught how to do that mm -hmm. and you know my husband is a really good man but it's kind of it's weird because when I'm telling him these things I can see he's processing like oh my gosh I do need to do those things mm -hmm. but it never occurred to him and he was not told okay you know there's no handbook that says oh you're you have a daughter pick up this book okay chapter one when they're a teenager right. do this you know so you're really learning along the way and it's just you know and that's again kind of going back to what we were saying earlier if you have a talent mentor people mm -hmm. talk to people you know it's, it's sad but we have to teach love to our communities and I you know women it's really our responsibility to do that because we're you know we're the mothers we're the mother tongue we right. are, you know a lot of the, and 
for us with our boys, they do the things that we do. Mm-hmm. So we have to be careful about that too. And they see what healthy relationships look at by looking at how their dads treat us. Right. And looking at how we allow people to talk to us. So we just have to understand that you know, yeah, LeBron and Serena and Oprah, these are role models that our kids see, but it really starts at home. Mm-hmm. And the things that we allow in our house, those are lasting things. That's true. That is For so sure. true. Well, y'all, like I said, we didn't want to spend too much time on that, but the But Here's My Thing segment was just really about listening to our children, protecting our children and our community and not victim blaming mm-hmm. and not, you know, um, encouraging people to report things when they happen mm-hmm. and self-love and yes. community love and just wrapping our arms around and y'all, we, we just, we just got to stop supporting this. We okay. have to stop we supporting do. this because all of these things that are being tweeted and put on Instagram and Facebook, think about how many other people out there that want to report, but when they see you re- say, I'm still going to support them because these people and blame it on the victims. How do you think that makes them feel? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be another 10 to 15 to 20 years before they report. Well, I think it's just going to be a bad time anyway because now we have a president who's, you know, walking in that gray area too. So where does it end? And, you know, I, I told everybody, I've always heard women say, but why do they wait 30 years? Why do they wait 30 years? And I, I mean, if you can't tell off of this why people are waiting, yeah, then yep. you're part of the problem. Problem, exactly. And um, but I, I just hope this is a chance to start some really serious community dialogues, mm-hmm. some church dialogues. You know, um, for people to just start having some conversations to see how we can just make things better. Because mm-hmm. the first step to um, healing all this is just figure out how deep it all goes right, and who right. all is impacted, and then we can start trying to do some healing. Right. And I'm just going to say this, black people, there is nothing wrong with going to counseling. Mm-mm. Talk to somebody. Just yeah. let you know, if you can't, it ain't always going to have to be the preacher. Mm-hmm. It don't always have to be big mama or me mom. If you have those things, that's great. But it is okay to talk to a licensed mm-hmm. professional and say, I feel in some kind of way. It's totally okay. You know, it doesn't decrease your womanhood, your manhood, and it damn sure doesn't decrease your blackness. No, it doesn't. To just say, I'm struggling. Let me figure out how to get some help. So. Yes. This is true. This is true. Well, our third segment for our podcast will be, you can say it, sis. I like the way you say it. But we still doing this. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a little thing. I like the car. Are we still doing that? And I used to say, are we still doing that in 2018? But now it's going to be, are we still doing that in 2019? And these are things that we just come across from time to time that you're like, people still do that? We have not progressed from that? And so some of it might be like all last, but seriously, we're still doing these things and we just need to do better. Mm-hmm. We're too big. Um, so I think I, there was something that was on my mind, but I think because of what we talked about before, our first thing needs to be, are we still victim blaming in 2019? Yes. And yeah, we are. And we just need to grow up. We need mm-hmm. to stop. We're too big for all that. Um, you know, let's, let's change the narrative a little bit and let's start looking at things for what it is. You know, psychology 101 is, you know, the defense mechanisms and, you know, people project and they deflect and they deny things as a way to protect themselves. So let's maybe start putting people in a space where they don't feel like, even though I was wrong, I have to protect myself. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the first step, I think, to making some positive changes. So let's just maybe spend the rest of the year just trying not to 
victim blame. Yes. And even in the R. Kelly thing, one, they found one of the jurors, and he actually said, because they asked him, like, you heard all these testimonies from these girls. Did you just not believe them? Like, what's up? And he was basically like, I didn't like the way that he looked. I didn't like the way that he dressed. So right. I just discredited everything they said. And it was just like, holy shit. Wow. What? Like, okay. What? I need to go back. I don't know if I, I need to watch it. I really yeah, do need to go back and watch it. That is. <sighs> I didn't realize how far it went. And, you know, some people are just sick. And, you know, maybe not through any fault of their own, maybe because of things that happened to them, but it doesn't excuse the sickness. And we just, black people, we got to be okay to. God, it's a horrible analogy, and I hate when people say this, but you got to pull the Band-Aid off and let it yeah. let it dry up a little bit. And so we got to uncover some things. We got to talk about some things. Mm -hmm. We got to be vulnerable for a little bit. But let's get past all this stuff so we can heal. And yes. Start raising some healthy young women who can make some healthy decisions and healthy young men mm -hmm. um, that are making good decisions. You know, because at the end of the day, when you start looking at who's going to be your life partner, you want someone who's going to add value and balance to your life. You have to be equally yoked. Mm -hmm. And that's got to be a healthy relationship mm -hmm. as well. You know, you have to um, know what healthy looks like. So when you get in these, uh, and we've both been there. So we, you know, we're not telling you nothing. We think we, no. we both done struck out a few times, but we hit the yes, But now that we know what, you know, you can't appreciate good till you've had bad. Mm -hmm. And so... I think we've all had enough bad now, so let's maybe start trying to appreciate some good. Yes, so. yes. And so we will end mm -hmm. our podcast with the segment of our Ruby for the day or our gem for the day. So in our introduction, we just talked about how we um, came up with our nicknames. My husband gave me mine, and then we thought of um, we came together, and um, I like Madam Butterfly for... For my co-host so we were just saying how you know gems are polished and they're shaped by the things that they go through mm -hmm. and pressure. the thing yes pressure trauma, trauma friction and friction yes mm -hmm. so we just want to end all our podcast by just giving you a little gem from the day from the things that something that we've learned throughout life and just to kind of give you a little gem or a little nugget i guess so I hate to go back to the R. Kelly, but <laughs> in general, what I've learned from this is, number one, that my wrong that I took place in this by still supporting and still um, listening to his music and maybe even sometimes purchasing some of his music by just putting putting that away. So, of course, we're all flawed and we're none of us are perfect, but what I've learned from this is, again... Um, not to, and I've, I've seen women in judgment too by the things that they've had on, mm -hmm. um, you know, things that have happened at women it, at parties and they were drunk. I'm like, gosh, the why? And I'm, it wasn't like, oh, she deserved that. But I would right. just always say, sweetheart, why, why? You've got the, yeah, you've got you, you know. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is to all my young ladies, if any of y'all are listening, to this college wise or after college, this is what I do tell young ladies that go off to college when you go out. In your group, and I'm not big, please, let me start this off. I'm saying I'm not big to blame, and nobody has the right to touch you or do anything to you. But at the same time, we have to protect one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have so many things on our phone now. We can follow each other. You know, when you go out in your groups, when y'all go out to the club or whatever, put your location finder on. 
Whatever you do, don't go by. I don't care if y'all go to, y'all know we always go to the bathroom and packs. Go to the bathroom and always pick somebody that's going to be coherent. All of y'all can't be drunk. Mm -hmm. Y'all gonna have to take turns. Somebody has got to know where everybody is at all times because if everybody's having fun, you really don't know what's going on. And these men and these boys are doing all kind of crazy things. So somebody's gonna have to be Everybody can't be intoxicated. Y'all got to pick a, this week or I'll be the lookout. <laughs> Next week, I'll be the lookout. But right. I'm laughing, but I'm really being, and like I said, I'm not victim blaming. But because of all of this and because people can't make rational decisions and they feel like these are invitations to do things to women. And you know what? And or men. Let's be real. Men and, re, men and women are being assaulted and raped. Mm -hmm. So always have somebody that's cognitive to know what's going on so that they can be looked um be on the lookout and it i'm sure it won't prevent all from happening because people are just mean and cruel mm -hmm. but um so let's not victim blame and um let's 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 try to protect each other and believe people when they tell you that things absolutely. have happened absolutely so Word. Absolutely. All right, sis, you want to tell them how they can find us on Instagram, email us, do whatever. We're so excited, y'all. I, I hope I can remember all this stuff. So let me <laughs> just say this, too. And I think, because um, we're going to put a little description in our bio, but I'm going to definitely find some links to some places that you guys can call. Um, if you feel like you're a victim and you don't have anyone to talk to or mm -hmm. you need some mental health resources, um, check in the bio and we'll have some resources down there. Because at the end of the day, we just we all striving to be Proverbs 31 women and and those men deserving of those That's um, right. Proverbs 31 women. Because we're not going to leave you out, men. Um, you know, we all striving to do a little better. So we'll leave some resources down there. And again, it's nothing wrong with getting help. That's so right. with that being said, we're going to start wrapping up. And of course, um, thank you for listening. Um, of course, this is the inaugural episode. So we hope the quality and everything will get better and better. So just bear with us as we iron out these edges. Okay, so y'all can hit us up on Instagram. At but here's my thing. So make sure you go on there and follow us. It's but here's my thing on Instagram. And then if you have any questions, comments, topics, suggestions, or anything, you can email us at here's my thing podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. Um, you know, we don't we don't take things personal. So if it's something you was like, we can't hear you or you did this, let us know. Um, because we'll take it all in love. So let us know what's going on in your world. Tell us things you're still tripping about in 2019. Tell us things, you know, you hoping to do in 2019. If you have any comments on the R. Kelly situation and the surviving or the aftermath, drop us a line. Let us know. We'll shout you out and definitely um, discuss it on a later show. Yeah, for sure. We hope you enjoyed us. Thank you for coming and stay tuned. We're going to try to do some really big things. We're just getting started and we're super excited. So. Yep, please yep. stay along for the ride. Please do. We'll holler. Bye. Bye.